You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we move once again into a third watch recap episode. We're really getting into the deep end now of this show as we continue through the sixth and final season. We're into the 14th episode of the sixth season. This one is called The Kitchen Sink. It first aired on the 4th of February. 2005. It was written by Simon Mirren, directed by Stephen Cragg, and yeah, this is an episode of Third Watch. I'm going to be intrigued to see where we're going to end up on this one. My name is Ben! Ben! You're pissing me off! Wow. That's a good that's a good impression of the that's a that's a good I have to say that's a good impression of the skits of the schizo dad. Come on, there's nothing and else I, I could do with that one. That was just setting it up beautifully I know, for my name. I know, but it worked. It worked. What's up everybody? My name's Darville and kiss him stupid. Oh. Go home, Carlos. We're uh we're here and we're yelling at each other and we're being romantic and it's oh, it's it's entertainment because did this episode bring us any entertainment? Well, I feel like one of well, us is going to like it and one of us isn't going to like it because you've messaged me off air to say that you didn't mind this episode and, yeah, I'm not a fan of this episode. So this is going to be a fun uh, hour or so. Yes, it will because... And actually, I think this will be the first time that you and I are going to be polar opposites mm. on an episode. I don't think that's ever happened before, has it? Um, If I quickly scroll through, Darvell, I've I binned the spirit you rented it. Uh, I binned Okay, collateral. that's not exactly polar no, opposite. No, 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 I know. I'm just seeing if there's... Uh, I've been collateral damage part one, you rented it. Um, no, it doesn't look like... I know Brandy and I obviously had uh demolition derby back in season one was a polar opposite episode but um yeah no i think considering that on i know on nick tuck there was a couple of times i would uh be in an episode and uh nick would buy it or the other way around i know noah's done that a few times i'm lost as well so you're the only one out of our i guess our four co-hosts on these tv ones that we yet to have a massively split decision on and maybe today is gonna be that episode <laughs> Um, yep. yeah, no, look, I, I've, I've alluded to this one a few times that you've got this little shit kid kind of annoys the crap out of me. And then I watched this episode and ugh, I don't know. Um, but I think the thing is, honestly, we could probably get through a lot of this fairly quickish. Cause I think a lot of this, yeah, what happens in this episode, it kind of all seems to really happen in the first two thirds of this episode with a little bit tacked on at the end. Um, and I don't want to say we go back to criminal minds third watch. It's. I don't know. Would would this be a Criminal Minds type or a CSI? It's, it's it's a very cop show of the week. Maybe a Law and Order episode. I don't know, but like it's definitely one of these ones where we're feeling like I'm not watching Third Watch anymore. If you know what I mean. Yeah. To answer your question, I think it would be kind of a combination of Criminal Minds and Law and Order SVU. Hmm. Okay. Even though there's not a, even though it's not a sexual assault. You know. You know. Um, sorry. Sorry. I thought you would finish there, Darvell. Please continue. I. I'm oh, jumping okay. ahead of myself, getting a bit <laughs> too excited here. That's all right. I love this episode. I want to talk about it. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, to try to figure out, I mean, because for one thing, it's a child kidnapped and SVU doesn't always deal with sexual assaults. You know, sometimes it deals with missing children. Um, and in order to try to, fi- in order to try to find and save Ben, they do have to, in some ways, get into the mind, get into the mind of his of whoever's kidnapped him, you know, to see, okay, what's so significant about where they may end up or mm. stuff like that. You know, basically they have to try to get inside the guy's head 
and that's what Criminal Minds is. Right. Okay. I knew it kind of just felt like something a bit, you know, different. But uh, one thing I actually just really quickly came to my uh, thought process. Obviously, we're in the closing moments of this show, Darvel. Only, you know, what, what, like barely mm-hmm. 10 to 12 weeks left before we wrap it all up. But Don't I, say that! I, well, I think a fun little thing that we could revisit maybe <laughs> occasionally, not sort of do it like as a weekly thing, but every now and then, maybe once a month or so, is we should grab a random episode of a random show where Third Watch actors appear in it and just do a recap. Um, so, for example, yeah. I know there is a Criminal Minds episode with uh, Von Jung and Eddie Cibrian in it, um, So where they're like husband and wife, I believe. So, I mean, that would be a fun little one to do. Uh, maybe get a... Yeah, there's... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, please. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, uh, there are two with Skip Suddeth, mm-hmm. and uh, there's one with Tia Tahata. Oh, there you go. But those are the only ones I can think of. Well, I mean, we sort of covered one, uh, Nip Tuck, there was a Molly Price episode, um, which we, we did already. Um, I mean, look, we could go back and grab one of the random 90210 episodes where Jason Wiles was on, or even one of his Commander-in-Chief episodes, or even... Um, Oh gosh, what was that? Um, the one that he was in. The, the it was started off really good, but they're all stuck in that town, which I watched purely because he was in it. Um, oh, I've gone completely oh, blank. God, um, so have I. Okidez is typing away on his keyboard right now. Um, but you know, I think it would be a or Barb or Barb. <laughs> nah, she's not listening still. Um, yeah, I mean, also Scream, the TV series, because both Jason Wiles and A uh, Person's Unknown is the name of the Jason Wiles show. Um, Scream, of course, both <laughs> Anthony Rivavar and Jason Wiles are in that. So yeah, I mean, I think that would be a randomly fun one. And look, hey, we could even even Darbell because I think we would sit here for an entire hour and absolutely. Sh- shit all over it, because I wouldn't do 24, because we want to do that properly one day. We could sit here and do an episode of Grey's Anatomy with Kim Raver in it, just to sit here for an hour and go, this show is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Challenge accepted. Maybe. Yeah. Lock it in. Yeah, we'll do I don't that. Even we'll know do what, that. Once a month, I think what's... we should come together and we should do that. We should just do a random Third Watch actor episode. I think that would be fun. And and insert those insert those in as we get to the end of the series with regards to uploading the recordings. Oh, I just think like it would just you know I mean we obviously currently do a random rewatch. Colin sort of does that with Rossi. They just each week will sort of come together and say, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And again, it wouldn't necessarily be a weekly thing, but you know we can maybe just say like, hey, cool, what are you doing this weekend? And we'll record it, and then we'll just put it out there on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday because we'll probably have all these extra free slots on our schedule. Look at us just doing uh, pre-production meetings live on air right now. None of the listeners really need to care about this, but who cares? We didn't do it beforehand. It was just an idea now. So, um... Yeah. yeah, what the hell? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm I'm game. There you go. So, Okidez, okay, Barb, if you're listening, anybody out there, shoot us in a suggestion for a favorite, just an episode of um, any TV show, and it doesn't even have to be like the first episode or anything like that. Literally, give us like the thirteenth episode of the fifth season of Grey's Anatomy if Kim Raver was in it. Then I don't know when she still joined it in, but like honestly, I think it's more fun when you jump into a show and you've got no context because we literally will be able to sit there and just be like, so. Why is she doing this? Cool. I don't know. Um, it just goes that way. <laughs> yep. And John Michael Bolger and um, Joe Lisi, I believe is how you say his last name, mm-hmm. uh, Johnson and Swirsky, respectively. Um, they had a couple of guest spots on SVU, I believe. Well, there you I go. just can't remember the episodes. I feel like we need to get ones where they're like prominent, though, because like, Joe Lisi was just in an episode um, this season of Manifest. That pretty rubbish show. I don't know why I still keep watching it. But I mean, he had a very small part. Like, it was a real blink-and-you-miss-it moment that he was in it. 
Um, so I feel like as best we can try and find like a prominent one. And I think maybe what we do is we just do it with our main sort of what, 11 or 12 cast members over the six seasons. So, I mean, just quickly looking here, Kobe Bell, like, uh, well, he was in, um, Bird Notice or, uh, I know he was in an episode of ER well before he was in Third Watch, but it was only a very small role. Uh, I mean, Molly Price. Oh, yeah. Molly Price was in, um, Feud, the, uh, the Ryan Murphy show. She was also in that Bionic Woman. Actually, I used to watch Bionic Woman. That'd be an interesting one to pull her out to do Bionic Woman. I mean, Anthony Rebovar, I mean, he's been in plenty. He was in American Horror Story, Blue Bloods, uh, gosh, l- plenty. Skip, as you mentioned, Jason Wiles have gone through, Kim Ray have gone through, Michael Beach, I mean, God, old ER episodes. He was also in Blue Bloods, plenty there. Eddie Cibrian, I mean, gosh, we could do one of those stupid Take Two shows if we wanted to. Amy Carlson, <laughs> Blue Bloods, uh, Tia Tahada, yeah, you mentioned one there. Chris Bow, we could do a True Blood episode, that would be fun. Uh, Nia Long, she would have been in plenty of things. I couldn't name anything off the top of my head what she's been in, but uh, mainly movies I know her for, not really TV shows. Uh, Bonnie Dennison, I don't actually know what she's else been in. I'm sure we could find something. Bobby Cannavale, well, he did Will and Grace for a little bit, so that would be a fun one to do there. Uh, Holly, we mentioned with Yvonne Jung. Um, Grace, she's in... Uh, isn't she in Stranger Things? I think she's in Stranger Things, so... I don't know. I'm pretty sure she is, so we could do that. And then Josh Stewart, uh, he was in an episode of ER as well, so, I mean, there's a few random ER ones we'll be doing there, but I think that would be fun. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we could even find yeah. Dirty Kid. Not really. Uh, <laughs> we already went over that. Yeah, here. if we knew who played him. We already went over that. We don't know who the fuck he is. All right, we've uh, gone 10 minutes in this episode. We haven't even talked about it. Cool. Um, let's get into it. Until I really want to talk about this <laughs> All episode. right. So we start off with um, somebody in a, a bathroom. We're hearing on the radio it's 40 degrees or something like that. And then we see a pregnancy test on the table. And this is just a weird way what they do this episode, the way they bookend it with kind of this zoom in on like the blue line of the pregnancy test, which I'm assuming means it's positive because we're going to get that at the end of the episode again. And this zooms, and then it kind of fades into a curtain before it zooms out, and we've got this big standoff between the cops. We've got a guy who's wanted for murder or killing a cop or something in Philadelphia, and all the NYPD here are helping them out. Um, Sasha is talking to Davis about being ignored. Um, Grace is talking about it seems wrong to just wait for something to happen. Finney doesn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> like, everyone just doesn't care. Uh, and then eventually... Seems... Seems... Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, Grace says, it seems wrong to just wait for something to happen. Mm, yeah. Uh, this coming from someone who a season ago was... Just I don't even know where I was going. Running into building who, who? Yeah. Yeah. That's more of a Kim line. Like, didn't she say that? Or didn't Carlos say something similar to that in a previous episode when they're waiting for something? I know there's a similar line somebody says that in an older, in an older season. So, yeah. Mm, anyway. Don't know. Anyway, um, so Finney wants to leave because the guy gets shot by the cops. Uh, Finney's like, I don't want to be around cops. <laughs> and then kind of Davis is like, uh, <laughs> I think you've chosen the wrong profession there, bud. Um, and then we get the phone call to start this episode. Remember our dear old little friend from a few episodes ago who fell off the jungle gym and hurt his arm and gave Finney his number? Well, he's back. Little Ben. And as we get this entire episode, we should really be whispering this entire episode to our Brandon. Yeah, let's do it. Brandon. Let's whisper the whole episode. And then he's basically on the phone because his dad's attacking his mum and then, um, yeah, his mum obviously gets hurt. And then we get that line of, I think I have to be quiet now. 
Um, yeah. Oh, look, I'm just going to say this right now because I'm sure you're going to be positive about it. And good, we've got some polar... This kid just gives me the absolute gee-willy-winkies. He just gives me the, like... He annoys the absolute crap out of me. And what makes it worse is his constant whispering. Like, I just want to point out, I understand the point of this storyline. I think it's a unique storyline. And it's kind of interesting. If I was not watching Third Watch. Um, it kind of takes me back to, you know, obsession and sort of the greatest detectives in the world. Like, these are good ideas in theory. I'm, like, I'm not saying they're bad ideas for an episode. It just, this isn't third watch. And this kind of goes back to what I said at the very beginning of this season, whereas, like, we've kind of got a different entity right now. Um, so, and it just, the thing that I think annoys me the most out of all of these ones that we're looking at when it comes to these sort of taking me outside of third watch storylines is just this kid. This kid annoys me. And I've, I've said it so many times on so many episodes on this show that... I do not like children actors when they're bad and annoying. When they're good, they're fine. I can put up with them and that's great. But this little kid is annoying and I just hate the way he acts. He's just got this like little, oh, I'm so sorry, like attitude. And okay, I get it. His dad's like going crazy and his mum's been like basically stabbed within an inch of her life. But it annoys me. So, like this kid just whispering, I think I have to be quiet now. Yes, shut up so I don't have to hear you. <laughs> yeah, well okay, maybe the maybe the whispering is a bit over dramatic. I mean I mean maybe he didn't have to maybe he didn't have to say it like I think I have to be quiet now. Almost like he's almost like he's trying to be quiet and also talking to someone who's deaf. Um but okay, maybe that was over the top, but I mean I still I still felt I could still feel his his anxiety, his fear at what he was witnessing and hope and hoping and praying that his dad wouldn't find him and all that. So yeah, he was okay, like I said, maybe a bit over the top, but I but I was still convinced. Hmm. And I think like you know? I I can see that. Um I think as much as this kid annoys me the way he does it, I think you definitely ride on board with this kid in terms of the sympathy level. Um, because I think it's kind of odd if you could sort of look at this and compare it to Obsession, because, you know, we talked a little bit about that episode, how, in a way, you kind of felt sympathy with the crazy dude, even though he was completely, you know, whacked out and loopy. Cuckoo Lala, or whatever it was that I said. A a full-blown whack-a-loon. A full-blown whack-a-loon, correct, exactly. But, like, I still feel there was a level of sympathy, whereas, like, with the dad here, like, you, you know, he's obviously given the whole, like, oh, it's not my fault, it's her fault, like, but, you know, at the end of the day, we know he's sick. Because they keep saying, like, he needs to take his pills. So, um, I don't know what the point of me bringing that up was, but I'm just trying to... And you do, you do cut, you do, you do feel, you do feel bad for him as well. Because he's obviously mentally unstable and he's off his meds. Mm. That is not a good combination. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just, I find it always convenient, though, when you've got a person like this, uh, who they always then got to quickly blame it on the off the meds, like... You know, can you think of an episode where we've just got something like a crazy person like this who's not on medication, like Obsession? I guess that guy wasn't on uh, medication, but, you know, he was driven by love. Um, but Quote, unquote. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that point. But anyway, this little kid whispering annoying. But, uh, well, there, there, there was an episode. Actually, it was the first. No, it was the second episode of ever of third watch with uh the guy who the guy who shot jerry mm. was a paranoid schizophrenic 
who was conveniently, as you put it, off his meds. Yeah, it's it's just a trope. It's just such a trope of television and movies that. Um, and look, I'm I'm saying not saying it shouldn't be because I mean I guess there are cases in the real world where, where it has been proven that people who commit crimes or do crazy things um, should have been medicated properly or should have been looked after properly. I'm not saying it never happens, but it's just it's kind of like the amnesia storyline or, you know, just there's certain tropes of storylines that are just very convenient for TV and movies, you know what I mean? So some people can just snap and go crazy and they're not medically diagnosed with a condition. It just happens, um, sadly enough. So anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this. Move on. I'm trying to defend uh, people who stab their mothers and kidnap their children, apparently. I don't know what I'm doing. Shut me up sometimes, Uh So uh, apparently Finney, because uh, the NYPD are not busy. I mean, they've just had a literal siege in the middle of New York from somebody from Philadelphia. And yet, um, you know, he's still got a few moments that he can just take this phone call and Finney can just take his whole day to find this kid off the basis of one phone call. So, um, yeah, he, he can do what he likes. Uh, so he's um, <coughs> saying we should go uptown, we should search for this kid. Uh, we see the dad. What is the dad's name? Uh, do you remember? Oh, gosh. Harris Perry. That's his name. Harris. Harris, Harris yes. Played Harris. by David Aaron Baker, who I think he's a decent actor. Uh, best known for two weeks' notice as man getting into cab. Uh, so, <laughs> he's most prominent Gosh, the acting The names role. they come up with. <laughs> I wonder what his character the did in that movie, Darvel. What do you reckon? Do you characters. think he got into a cab? Do you think he got into one, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, and then he jacked the driver. Yeah, ooh, that sounds a bit dirty. Um, he, he, no, no, he, he, jacked, he, he jacked the cab. Oh, well, that sounds even dirtier, weirdly. That's what I meant. I understand what you mean. No! I'm trying to make it dirty. the carjacking. <laughs> carjacking. Mine out That's of the gutter, what I mean. Ben. Mine out of the gutter. Um, we see him <laughs> not jacking his son, thankfully. Uh, he finds Ben in a cupboard. Yeah. He finds Ben in a cupboard, which is great. Cool. There he is. Uh, Finney calls up um, the nurse, Emma, and basically gets his kid's address. Now, can I just point the, out the obvious here? Um, Emma is a nurse in a busy NY, in a NYC hospital, right? Like, you know, I'm from yeah. a small town in New, or from Tasmania, living in a small town in New Zealand right now. I'm sure if I rang up somebody and was a cop, they could easily remember somebody. But like, they're seeing hundreds of patients a day. I'm sure they see hundreds of kids a day who come in and break their arms and shit like that. And for some reason, Finney can just be like, hey, remember that kid who came in last week who broke his arm on the jungle gym? And straight away, she's like, oh, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. And then, like, straight away, she gives him his address. He literally just said, hey, my name is Finney. I'm the cop that you met. Like, can I just do this? Can I just ring up at a hospital? Be like, hi, I'm Officer Ben from the New Zealand Police Force. Remember that kid who came in the other day injured? Yeah, that one. Can I have his address? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that is maybe maybe that is a bit of a stretch. I think Emma needs to go that, through that her guidebook here. I do Darville. think that even in a, <laughs> I, maybe that is a bit of a stretch. But even in the even in the busiest hospitals in the largest in the largest areas of 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 the US or wherever. I mean, I'm sure there are some cases, some patients that 
for one reason or another, just stick out oh, to the yeah, to sh- the staff. I, I don't disagree with that. Like you know, I oh, remember that guy who came in last week and stood on the Christmas star and it went through his kneecap all the way through to his leg. Like you got to remember something like that. But like this is literally a remember yeah. that kid who came in last week and fell off the play equipment. Like that's a common injury. Kids are little shits. They fall off things all the time and hurt themselves. Like you know, like and this. I mean, and- hey, we did. <laughs> and the thing that's funny too is the fact that what's Emma doing at that moment? Is she not busy? Because she literally says to be able to give the address out straight away. Does she not need to go onto a system and go, oh, what's that kid's name? Um, you know, Ben. Oh, there's like 30,000 Bens who have come into the emergency department in the last week. Okay, well, like, surely that's going to take some time. <laughs> Doesn't Brendan give her the name? Uh, does he? Probably. <laughs> I feel like he does. Let's just go with that. Let's, that makes so much more sense. Um, sorry, I don't like this episode. Um, so anyway. Could have fooled me. Harris gets Ben out. He's peed himself. Cool. Um, he gets changed. The phone falls out. And then, um, Mommy gave me it in case of an emergency. Never an emergency when Daddy is here. Just even the dialogue between these two is so cheesy. And then you've got that, um, that really creepy sort of like ding, 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 ding music in the background, which is trying to make it like creepier. Um, Finney and, Finney and Davis show up, and of course they just narrowly miss him coming out of the stairs. Um, they go upstairs and find his mum's been stabbed and they call the police, basically. There's that creepy music going on. There's a heap of blood in the sink. Um, no one in this whole complex notices a small child being dragged through the lobby going, Mummy! Mummy! Help me! Like, and everybody thinks that's just normal. Like, nobody's calling the police in this instance. Um, so, um, he's in the car with the kid, basically saying this is the only way... Um, we've then got, uh, Carlos showing up to the, and Grace showing up to the mother being stabbed. Carlos's hair is getting even longer. He's almost got a mullet at this point, Carlos does, but, uh, I don't think he cuts it for the rest of the season, essentially. Um, so they pick her up, take her to the hospital. Then all of a sudden, um, we've got a guy who, um, uh, shows up. Uh, oh, no, no, not quite. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Finney is trying to question... Um, the the woman being stabbed, and of course, uh, nurse, uh, sorry, Dr. Hickman, he's basically yelling at him, rightfully so, like, get out of the way, I love angry Dr. Hickman. Um, Yokus shows up, yeah. because Yokus needs something to do, um, she's a detective, remember, <laughs> so she's mm-hmm. basically questioning Finney, why you got a card, um, and, you know, what was your history with this kid, uh, Hickman goes off at Finney, and then some guy shows up, basically saying that my wife is here, and then we find out that we were initially assuming that, oh, is this the dad? Is this the one who stabbed her? But this is her new husband, one who's just adopted Ben. And essentially we find out that the that Ben's father has a restraining order and he's obviously forgetting about it. Can I just point out there is a moment that really dates this episode when she turns around and says, oh, yes, I've got his sister's number in my PDA. <laughs> now, did you ever own a PDA, Darvell? No, but I knew what they were. I actually always wanted one. Like, they were about high school uh, when they were kind of a thing. And I'm like, oh, God, you'd feel so proper with a PDA. But obviously smartphones came about and no one needs a PDA anymore. So, oh, <laughs> God. Imagine, I mean, I, I, do you think in, like, 10 years' time people are going to be listening to these episodes or something like that? And, you know, oh, God, they're and talking... And wonder what the hell iPhones were? Talking about or an iPhone. That's so old school. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's fun to think about things like that, you know. That, are, that it, are, it is, although, to be quite honest, I really don't know where we can go from smartphones. Well, I'm sure people probably said that about PDAs, Darvin. <laughs> like, wow, PDAs, how can we ever get any better than this little thing? <laughs> Oh, God. If anybody's uh, listening to this on a PDA, I don't know if they had that capability, but uh, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But now, like, PDA kind of is more about the public displays of affection, isn't it? Like, you mentioned, oh, you know, I don't like PDAs. Now, all of a sudden, nobody's going to turn around to you and go, oh, what's wrong with them? I think they're quite good to organise all your schedules. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Crazy Um, stuff. So, yes, anyway, um, we see Ben getting dragged into some random dank old looking property here. Um, and then, he, you know, you, you know someone's crazy when they're saying like, oh, I told maintenance to fix the door, but they're lazy. And yet you're in like a rotten old warehouse, basically. Uh, and then he's saying, this is where I work. And of course, he's completely old, crazy, cuckoo, la la. Um, what did you say before? Full-blown wackaloon. Full-blown wackaloon. Thank you very much, because, you know, that's what he does. Um, we're at the sister's house. Uh, Yoka shows up um, and basically wanting to find out about the brother. We find out that he used to work for a printing press, which is kind of going <laughs> to give uh, some clues later on. Uh, we find out that he's on medication. And we also find out that uh, she gave him her car that morning. So all the clues are falling into place here. Um, again, like, you know, I don't feel the need to always nitpick everything because I guess these are cop shows. We're going to watch an episode for 40 minutes. We want something solved. But, I mean, in real life, I don't think cops ever get this lucky that everything falls into their lap straight away. Um, no. Uh, Harris, I'm not even a cop. I know they don't. Yeah, exactly. Harris here is talking to Ben about how they met his met his mother. Um, see, there you go, How I Met Your Mother, TV show. You can get it over and done with in the space of five seconds. We met in a printing press. Cool. We don't have to sit through ten seasons and you give us one of the worst episodes, endings ever in the history of TV shows. Um, yeah, talking about her mum singing... He little shit Ben. Oh, she's hurt, Dad. Um, shut up. Um, Yokus and Jelly put out a Amber Alert for this kid. Um, and oh, the one that's uh, there's a really cheesy line here. Basically, when they're talking about the drugs, like where Yokus has got all the drugs in her hand, and she's like, "Oh no, this is such and such and such and such." And what do these do? I don't know. Let's find out. And then you kind of get this zoom in of them typing on a computer. Like it's oh. It's, that's very CSI criminal mindsy. Like, I feel you need David Caruso from CSI Miami putting his glasses on, going, "Let's uh, find out." Yeah! <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no. Not a CSI Miami fan. <laughs> no, no. Oh, well, I am. No, oh, but oh, Eddie Sibrin was in that. I was thinking. I was. I was thinking. I was thinking. Hmm. I, I was thinking. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> okay, go on. Do it for me. <clears throat> well for no first you first you say what are those for oh what are those for well ben let's find out <laughs> you, i thought you were gonna do the yeah! <laughs> no i can't i can't i can't do that um, ADC Room was in that, so we could always do a CSI Miami episode. There you go. Um, yeah, it was. What else have we got going on here? All oh, right, yeah. So, uh, the dad's giving him Oreos. He's cutting them open with a knife. Cool. Uh, Ben runs away. <laughs> this is we've just got Ben. Ben. I'm like, shut up. Leave me alone. 
Um, Ben's hiding under the table. Um, yep, he gets angry. Davis and Finney having a bit of a conversation in the car, saying he's so afraid. Uh, he rings up Brendan again. Brendan, he's gonna kill me. Um, and then somehow, because before they couldn't trace his phone because it was on a private number, and yet now the phone number shows up so they can do a trace on it. Like, when did this happen? Did Ben switch off the private number function on his phone that we didn't see about it? Um, he says that he's in some warehouse, basically. There's equipment. He sees ABDI, Abdi. Um, and then um, he runs off, drops the phone. The dad picks up the phone. Uh, and then basically, who is this? Here's a radio. <coughs> Brendan tells him he's a cop. And then uh, the dad's all like, you can never keep us apart, never. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm rabbiting on here. I feel like you want to talk about this episode. Yeah. <laughs> talk right now, Darbell. Because like, right now I'm telling well, I'm you, it's just... It's, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm 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 letting you get I'm letting you get it off your chest. Please, I that's need a why break. I need some water. Really, talk for me. Can you talk for me? <laughs> oh, what to say? Well, I do like what comes up later about when when they're looking up ABDI ABDI, you know, mm. to figure out what it to figure out what it means. And I don't remember if it's faith or jelly, but one of them says something like. It sounds like a work. Sounds like a workout machine or something jelly. like that. I think it's Jelly. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Jelly who says that. And <laughs> and when he says that, you know, I couldn't help but think to myself, "Yeah, man." And if it does exist, you need it. <laughs> Darvell Stewart, you mean human being? You. <laughs> you can't even see the man, and you're but... making fun of his weight. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you're cold, man. I... You're cold. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can, I can be, I can be like that sometimes, <laughs> but, um, moving, moving forward, you know, I, I love you. I love your impression of the, of, of the kid whispering, although, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. It sounds kind of, although. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I was going to throw a playful jab at you. I think you sound like some, you sound like someone you sound like someone who's whispering and who has and who and who is and who's fighting who's fighting throat cancer or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I bet. Yeah. The whisper. It was smoother. <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> Okay, well that 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 literally adds nothing to the discussion, but I had to come up with something to say to give you some time to breathe. Welcome to the Oz Network, <laughs> where we always find something yeah. random to talk about and waste plenty of time yeah. on these episodes. Um, yeah, we've kind of got okay. That... So you're ready to start venting again? Well, we're at that scene where you're mentioning about um, you know it sounds like a workout machine, and they're trying to all find like phone books again. Dating this episode, oh, have you got a Queen's phone book? Phone book, a Staten Island phone book. Uh, I do like it when they uh, when was it Sully brings it up, and he's like, "What did you eat all the pizza in Manhattan?" Um, <laughs> and then, of course. <laughs> The convenience of this episode, of course, when they're trying to find out what ABDI is, and of course, Sully straight away, what about AB Dick? I worked for a printing company in high school. Like, Sully just happens to know everything, doesn't he? So, you know. AB Dick. Yep. Oh, there are so many different ways we can go with that. I'm not touching that one. I already got myself into trouble before with the jacking off thing. Um, Dad's going off, blaming the son, saying he's going to cut his mum's throat. 
Um, Davis and Finney eventually show up to this place. There's a police chase. They're searching through the building. The dad drives off. There's a car chase. They nearly run into a truck. Um, then all of a sudden they get cornered. The dad holds a knife to the boy's throat and she took everything for me. And, you know, all boo-hoo. I'm, you know, such a terrible life. Um, and then we get the, the, see, like, I'm just going to say this because I know, I think you're going to be a fan of a lot of the stuff what happens here. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're entitled to your opinion. I have a differing opinion. It's life. That's what happens. But it just it, it mm-hmm. annoys me, like, this bit when he's in the car and he's all like, he's got another dad now. And the kid's like, no, you're my dad. And then, like, he lets him go and he ends up cutting his throat. And then, like, we get to the hospital and then essentially he's all like, daddy, daddy. Like, this little kid has spent the entire fucking episode going, ah. And now you're all like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Like, you made your mind up, little shit. Like, you chose your side. You can't choose that now. And then we're going to get the cheesiness with him and Brendan, where, of course, oh, conveniently, Brendan happens to have a revelation that, oh, dads can be, you know, fucked up, but they still can be okay. Like, we've just spent ten episodes basically hating on his father, and we're getting a slight little scene where they're trying to be like, oh, we should feel sorry for his dad. No, his dad killed Davis's dad. Bastard! Um, I know I skipped over a lot of shit there, but I'll come back to some of it. Anyway, yeah. that's the little kid shit storyline. I'm done with it. Come on, tell our listeners why I'm wrong and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't claim to be right. Um, yes, you do. Well, <laughs> I know I who you are. Right. I know what you're doing. Yeah, what am I doing? Being you, right. You can read my mind. What am I doing? I don't want to know. That's a personal question. Put your hands on your head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're bastard. there. <laughs> okay, anyway. <clears throat> okay, where was I? Oh yeah, the Okay, yeah, the the kid is the kid is scared of his dad throughout that throughout that whole thing. Does he It's not I don't think it's made clear. Does he see the does he see him actually does he see him actually cut his throat, or do they get him out of the car and away from there before that happens? He's out of the car, and Finney's kind of holding him, and I, he kind of like blocks his view, but I'm sure he saw a bit of it. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, then, I mean that even if your dad, even if your, even if your dad is a full blown wackaloon, I mean, no child, no child, no child should see that, and. No, no child should. No child should see that. No child should see what happened before either. Mm. But you know, I think he. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, the guy's all kinds of messed up. But I mean, that doesn't mean that the kid should should just sit there in the hospital and be all calm and collected when when his dad, although a full blown wackaloon, <laughs> um, is 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 dying. I mean that kid kid doesn't deserve to lose his to to lose him like that. And and for another thing regarding the scene between Brendan and and him when when they're talking at the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah. Nothing will ever 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 get me to like Cathal Finney. I think we can both agree there. But the reason why I like and I'll go ahead and say it now. The reason why I like this episode and the particular plot of this episode is because in 
in a way it helps I think it I think it helps Brendan come to terms with 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 losing with losing his with losing his dad cuz I mean it's obvious that he's been bottling it up trying to act like it doesn't affect him but then you know this I think it helps I think it helps him come to come to grips with it. Yeah. I I I can't disagree with that. You're absolutely right. Um and that's exactly what it does. I just personally am not a fan of it because I I'm not <sighs> TV shows and movies have a way of doing things like this where it's kind of like a convenience thing where it's all of a sudden like hey let's shove this in front of a person who's dealing with something to make them realise something. I mean, we kind of already saw it this season, didn't we, where kind of Carlos had that epiphany with Holly and he was all like, hey, actually, maybe I do really like her, you know, with the woman when she was, um, you know, trying to kill herself all the time. Uh, And, like, there's ways and means of doing it. Oh, I thought that was... No, go ahead. Oh, never mind. I, I, I was going to say I thought that that was when the when the coffee shop blew up. Well, there's that. That, that was when he realized. But no, it. there was the the scene in the ambulance when he's got the the chick when he's basically saying to her like, "No offense, you're not very good at trying to kill yourself." And then he's basically saying like, "Oh, you know, you should stick around. You never know what you're going to miss." And he kind of has that moment where he stares at Holly, and it's all like, "Oh." But um, I think the point that I'm trying to make is it's like okay. it's one of these tropes where personally I. I'm always indifferent on because you can definitely do it well where it is it works out conveniently in a way that it's done naturally. But, like, this is just one of those forced ones. And I think kind of the thing too, like, as a development of the Finney character, yeah, absolutely, I can't disagree with you. It does. It gets him to terms with his dad's death and we kind of can move on from that. But maybe it's just a case that... Oh, I don't even know how to put this. I just feel that he's such a new character that I maybe not that invested in this whole section of it. And maybe the whole Finney and his dad storyline, like, yeah, he needs to come to terms with it. Cause he's a main character. But at the same time, I don't feel that we should have any form of sympathy for him at any point. Like, even if he's a character dealing with the death of his dad, like, you know, we spent a good six seasons, five and a bit seasons trying to, have Davis come to terms with the dad? Has Davis still come to terms with the death of his dad? Even now, even now, like considering that the guy who killed his dad has killed himself. So, like you mentioned it a week or so ago, like there's no real justice there in it. Why doesn't he doesn't get fully to justice? So I feel like yeah, okay, we want Finney to come to terms with this, but I, I want Davis to come to terms with it more. I want Davis to have a a moment like this or something where he is the one coming to deal with it because again. We had this in the second episode of Third Watch, the first episode of Third Watch, where we're getting the storyline about Davis's dad. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, uh, my point is I can't disagree with you. You're right. You're absolutely right. I just kind of, A, wish it was done in a not-so-cheesy manner with an annoying little shit of a kid, and B, maybe I'd rather Davis having some sort of epiphany rather than Finney having this epiphany. Okay, fair enough. Well, seeing as I know I'm skipping around here, but I mean I already know what the, <laughs> I'm already pretty sure what you're going to do with this. Oh, episode, well, we're not so we're not quite there yet. Bring... We're not quite, there's a couple of scenes actually that I'll, okay. just, I'll backtrack just really quick because we have to mention them. Okay. Um, just but you know you're right. You're doing well. Um, just we missed uh, Grace and Carlos. 
having a bit of a moment. And uh, obviously, Grace, um, you know, why are you so grumpy today? And Carlos is just, you know, why would she just leave like that? You don't just leave because you love someone. And again, this is a foreshadowing, obviously, to next week's episode when we're going to meet Grace's mum. But then, you know, Mm -hmm. we've got Grace here, uh, you know, give me blood and guts every day. But, you know, when it comes to love, I'll pass. So, okay, cool. Um, And then we get, um, speaking of Davis... Uh, oh, actually, can I just say the one line that I absolutely fucking hate from this kid? Can I tell you something? I still love my dad. Shut up! Um, <laughs> I've just written on my notes here. Uh, <laughs> Davis is staring at the mirror that he broke a week ago. Sasha comes in. She really needs to talk to Davis. What are you with the FBI now? Um, I like it, even though it's kind of stealing a bit from last season with Bosco and Cruz. Um, yeah. And we find out that... Um, Sasha's no longer a detective. She's lost a shield and she's going to get it the right way. Um, and then, you know, she's like, I miss you. And she's like, I, you know, you would have hated me if I had told you. And I, I love Davis when he stands up. He's like, how do you know? How do you know what I would have done for you? Um, you know, if you had have told me. And he's just Good like, on you, Davis. Yeah, good on you, Davis. Um, he walks out. And then we kind of get... Um, oh, we, get, we do get the line, uh, the nice line... Um, from Carlos and Grace, where uh, Carlos says to Grace, like, you put um, people first, you put the patient first. It reminds me of someone. And then the way he's like, she's like, who? And then um, Carlos is like, you didn't know him. Oh, doc reference. Oh, yeah. Come on. That's that's the one nice moment of this episode. Although Finney yes. shows up because the Finney and Grace situation is still going on. This is a... He basically wants to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Kiss him, stupid. It's a funny line. I do like it. Go home, Carlos. <laughs> it is. Uh, then we get a weird montage of Dido at the end. Um, that we've who? got. Uh, you don't? Do you know who Dido is? No. No. Oh, she's. Um, oh, I reckon you'd know some of her songs. She did a song. Do you know the Eminem song? Um, oh, it's Stan. You know the Eminem song Stan. Yes. And you know the the woman in that one, please don't go to hook and get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. That's Dido. Um, but she oh, she's okay. British, I believe, but um, she was big for about five minutes in the early 2000s. I think Eminem kind of really helped her out for a little bit. A lot of people call her Dildo, but hey, that's another story. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. Never. Um, but, uh, I don't anyway, believe you. So, yeah, so we've got this... Uh, montage it's a bit cheesy Carlos is seeing people holding hands and he's sad got the kid with his mum Finney and Grace having a drink and then we cut back to this like Grace and Finney having a drink at a bar we see this weird artwork on the wall of a blue line which then zooms into it zooms out and plot twist it's a pregnancy test Sasha is pregnant and obviously that's why she wanted to talk to Davis because Davis is the father (gasps) plot twist it's dumb it's stupid yay this episode's over (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anything else? Already? <laughs> no, no. Actually, I just I just want to double check that this is Dido. It sounds like Dido, um, but I kind of feel like it's not on my list of my soundtrack, so I might be wrong. And I don't like being wrong, Darvel. Believe it or not, um, so I am wrong sometimes. But uh, I'm just trying we all to are. see. There's, I know there's a, a music list. Oh, anyway, I'll find that out. Um, yeah, I'm bidding this episode. It's bad. Uh, what are you doing with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm buying it because I, like I said, I like what I like what it does for Brendan in terms of helping him come to grips with it. 
with, with every with everything. Okay. Even though, yes, Kathleen Finney was a complete douche. At, well, no, beyond that. Actually, whatever's. You know what I was going to say to you to interrupt you, Davo. You said there's nothing that could make me like Kathleen Finney. All right. Let's hypothetically, yeah. Kathleen Finney buys uh, your football team, Kansas. Right. And within a minute, he recruits Tom Brady. He recruits everyone, and they win the Super Bowl purely off everything that dear old Cathal Finney did. <laughs> Come on, you're gonna, you're gonna like him. <laughs> I don't think I would. Oh bullshit! Bullshit! <laughs> Call him bullshit. You would. Uh, I was wrong. It wasn't Dido. It was Jem, by the way. Jem was the singer. Uh, the song is called Missing You. Jem and Dido sound very similar. Um, but yes, Jem. Okay. There you go. I apologize, but, Dido fans. Got you a bit excited. Yeah, but but what I, I was saying something um, earlier about, because, I mean, I knew a while now that you were going to bin this episode. So let's, we haven't done this for a while. Uh-oh. You know, it's kind of been our thing when we, when we, when we each when we both been an episode, I can't remember the last time both of us been one, but, um, when we, when we both been an episode, we Rap try to, a few weeks ta- ago. yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we try to talk about ways it could have worked. So what do you think could have made this episode work? If like d- same plot line, what do you think could have made it work? Better actor as a little kid. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's a good question. Uh, uh, maybe going back to what I was saying before about make this about Davis having some sort of, you know, epiphany or revelation about his dad and kind of coming to terms with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't focus so much on, like, this is the thing that this season does, is that it, it focuses too much on the the story of, like, the job. It's not about the characters. Like, okay, you're going to argue, well, it is about the characters because Finney at the end comes to terms with his dad. Okay, that that is about the character. But what this show did so well in its early seasons is you could have a major plot line about a major job that they're doing, but it's still purely about the characters more so than the job. I feel like you're still connected with yeah. the characters more. And this is kind of where I say, like, it, it feels like a Criminal Minds or a CSI because whenever I watch those shows, they're just, they're week to week dot point of, like, this is what you're going to have in an episode. And yeah, I know there's season arcing storylines, but I don't feel I get to know the characters as much in those shows as I do in a third watch style show when to me it is all about the characters and the job is secondary. And that's where I completely disagree with it, Alan Bonero, when I read that um, interview he did about season six saying, oh, we're going to focus more on the characters and less about the job. And it's like, dude, like, no, you're doing the complete opposite of what you used to do early on. Um, and they, they said that in the in the DVD, the season one DVD, the only time there's ever been a documentary on Third Watch, they talk about how it's about the characters and not about the job. So, yeah, it's just... I've, see, I've seen that, actually. I think it's called The Knights of Camelot. It is. It's brilliant. It really is I've, a fantastic yeah. little thing for people to watch if you've never seen it. But um, Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. shame, though, that everything from that is... Everything in that is from the first season. Well, I mean, I do appreciate the fact that you had a blooper reel, and yeah, obviously season two had the blooper reel as well. But, um, look, I think that's kind of how you would, you would do it. I mean, look, I've just quickly... I've ranked this as 122 out of 125 episodes. That obviously includes next week. Wow. So, I've only got Firestarter, The Unforgiven, and Snowblind below this episode. Um, so this... <laughs> yeah, I don't see Snowblind ever moving up on your list. Well, I mean, you know, there's an episode in a few weeks about vampires. So... <laughs> um, but, yeah, I 
it's I mean it's a good question, but I, I this is one of those ones though where I feel like you'd have to basically change the whole episode. There's not like little things you could change. Like we went over that with the Unforgiven. You know, this is what you could do to change it. Um, you know, there are certain episodes I think that are bin worthy and you can change one or two things and it takes it out of the bin basket. But this one, yeah, I think it it's firmly in there to be honest. Yeah. And I think I think we even did that I think we even did that with Snowblind as well. Talked about some things that could have made it work. Uh just n- never have that episode. Um basically. Um that is the episode that um had one of our listeners stop listening to our show, Darbell. So, you know like, Yeah. It's I that do, bad. I do remember that. It's that bad that even when we recap it, we lose listeners. Um I know it was for different reasons, but I like to make out that it was something else. Uh, all right, we'll be back next uh, week. Yeah, I'm well aware of the reasons of it too. <laughs> we will be and back. to me, it's and to me, it's petty as fuck. But we... oh well. <laughs> Darvell said it, not me. We will be back next week for Revelations. Uh, it's an interesting one. We've got Academy Award winner Helen Mirren in it. Um, so that's a mm-hmm. pretty big coup. At the time, she wasn't an Academy Award winner. I think she was just kind of a a journey woman actress uh, who then went on to bigger and better things a few years after this. But, um, look, it's we get a lot of Bosco next week, which is great. It's been a while since we've had some Bosco. There is a moment in this episode next week, which I would argue is a possible top five nominee. Um, there's a really cheesy moment in the next week's episode, which kind of I don't like. But it's a, it's a very middle-of-the-road season six episode of Third Watch. I don't think it's going to be, you know, groundbreaking. But I will say we really start to, I think flick the switch towards the end because we start to get the beginning of a storyline which is really going to be the major part of the end of this uh, show. Uh, Cruz is obviously going to be heavily involved in this but uh, it's sort of the slow introduction of our... uh, We don't have him next week but Wycliffe Jean's very close to being in this show and really the storyline next week is the beginning of what will come to the Wycliffe Jean stuff. So, Revelations. uh, It's a solid season six episode and that's not saying much but yes. It works, though. It, it so be works. looking forward to that. Yeah, it's it's not uh, the kitchen sink. <laughs> it's an improvement <laughs> on the kitchen sink, at least by my standards, and I know Darvel uh, bought it, sorry. So, uh, anyway, uh, tune in next week. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, all the relevant channels are on Instagram. I never really tag that that much, but we're on there. Uh, TheOzNetwork.net is our website. Hit us up on there. You can find all the episodes on there, and, of course, you can email us too, even though we probably never really checked that email. You've probably sent us a bunch of emails, and I've just not checked them because I don't know why. Uh, but until next week, my name is Ben, and, oh, baby, did you just wet yourself? Thank God I didn't. What's up, everybody? Well, I can't hmm. say that because I say that at the top of everything. My name's Darvell, and you're in the wrong profession, bud. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.